Hello and welcome to the Sticks and Stokes Cricket Podcast. After the debacle of the 4-0 hammering in the ashes, something needs to be done. So we're returning our voices to the airwaves and pinning down just what English cricket needs to sort out in order to return to the glory years of a half South African team actually winning some matches. Remember, we're still the number one cricketing podcast in Singapore, and if you enjoy listening, you can help us expand even further by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. This week, we debate the structural changes that need to be made in English cricket. We rate the pundits, not the players, and Krabby, of course, has a nicknight update. So, let's get started. Hello, mate. Hi. Uh, since our last podcast episode, I think England have won a single test match. Johnny's got engaged, Chase has got married. Uh, what he's done his other knee and Krabby is still Krabby. Not a lot. He got a new he got a new picture of Margaret Thatcher. I got a coffin. Yeah. One of her coffin, yeah. Got a picture final, of Margaret Thatcher's a, coffin. A final journey getting carried through horse girls. Quite emotional. I got up in the bedroom. Is it up already, is it's it? Above it's above the other picture of her. I've got a little yeah, got a horse. Well she's got that entire wall next to my side of the bed. That is a lovely insight into the um Sticks and Stokes podcast team. Sticking with cricket initially, shall we sum up a few recriminations from the Ashes series? Obviously, we've been absolutely spanked down under again. Johnny, your take on it? It's just a complete shit show from start to end, really. I don't think any batsman come out with any credit whatsoever, with a possible exception of Johnny Bairstow. Not even David Milan? No. No, two fifties. Two. I mean, look, he was less bad than the others, but he got two fifties. Average what? Probably in the third, in the high twenties. I mean, that's not good enough. Bold the scene, but you know, Robinson, Broad, and Anderson were very good. Mark Woods had a very good day at the end when it was completely irrelevant and was shite for the rest of it. Yeah, Averaging forty two before that day, but fair enough. He's throw enough shit. Eventually, something will stick, and um, he dragged his average back at the end. But was still the, our fourth best seamer even after that. Um, it was poor from start to finish. It, 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 you know, there's, there's very little positives to take out of it other than, you know, Tom Harrison, etc. at the top. We can surely not even pretend now that there isn't, you know, systemic change required in the uh, domestic game. Anyone else? Build on that? Sums it up? Yeah, sums it up well. Mark Wood was very, very lucky to be playing that last test. I was hoping that that, Yorker, he got hit on the foot, was going to knock him out for a while. I was hoping the summer actually as well, but no, we had to put up with him again for the next, uh, the last test. And um, yeah, he's lucky that we're good at catching on the boundary. So you're not giving any credit to the fact that he was um, regularly at 95 miles an hour, the fastest bowler in the game. He got Labuschagne, the number one batsman in the world, out three times in a row. Yeah, so Darren uh, looked, the most, looked the most threatening of England's bowlers in the first best test and then was sort of oddly dropped and we allowed Australia to score 480 in the second game. They scored 400 odd in the first game when he was quote unquote the most threatening of our bowlers, Fuzzy. They are ultimately he I think 120, 120 of those came from Jack Leach being stanked around the boundary because he was picked on a green top. Fine, but but ultimately he flatters to deceive. Yes he bowls quick, but we're obsessed with that as if that's some kind of the magic formula. Ultimately, him bowling quick in the first three and a half games he played this summer clearly didn't fucking matter because he was going at over 40 runs a wicket. So, you know, yes, he had a good day at the end that 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 falsely gives the suggestion that he was that he bowled well. But even with 
those uh, that and fair play, phenomenal, you know, six for them. But even with that, he's still our fourth best seamer. He's still getting wickets, more expect, more runs and over, and a, at a bigger strike rate and a and a higher average than Broad, Robinson, and Anderson. Wonder if there's an element though of how Re uses him in this case because he never takes the new ball. Broad and Anderson seems to like there was a game. Why should he take the new ball? He's nowhere near our best seam bowler. He shouldn't. What you could, you know? You would argue Mitchell Stark is not the best seam bowler in Australia, but he would still take the new ball and be more threatening than Boland, who was brilliant um, in obviously the last two or three tests. I wonder if there's an element of that. And then it was also Broad and Anderson seemed to sort of pick and choose when they bowl rather than Joe Reed choosing when they bowl. There was one game, I think, in the second innings where it was a hiding to absolute nothing. And I think Broad and Anderson bowled about 15 overs between them after the new ball's gone. They just didn't look particularly interested. That is James Anderson down under. What's the mm. point of him bowling when it's not swinging? It's most of the overs though, isn't it? Go for pace. <laughs> That's a vote for Mark Wood. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could turn you what. I've always been pro Mark Wood. I actually like Mark Wood. Yeah. Just as an fellow Northerner. A witty <laughs> fucking interview at the end of the day. That's all he's good for. You need variety in your attack. You can't just have 120 kilometre um, bowlers just tootling in and just the Aussies just pounding it to the boundary. I agree with that, but if you haven't got anyone good to provide that, that you know, just pick your best players. That's ultimately what you should do. And if you, if you haven't got anyone good enough who, to fulfil that function, who, then... Who should have played instead of Mark Wood, then? Anyone. Craig Overton would have done a great uh, job out there as well. Anderson, 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 Broad and Robinson are clearly our three best seamers, with Stokes as your fourth seamer. I mean, that's that's so it's, obvious. Is Stokes, is Stokes reliable enough to bowl you enough overs as the fourth seamer? He breaks down. I think, a, I think Stokes is a problem at the moment, unless he gets back to full fitness. What was Stokes average in this series? I imagine it was more than Mark Woods pre yeah, no, his six for. I'll, I'll get you Stokes of stats in a sec. We should already know this as a Stokes and Stokes um, podcast. <laughs> as super they fans were. have been saved. <laughs> it, was, it was a car crash, but you know he, he's had a he's had a tough year. He took four wickets at an average of seventy-one apiece, and he averaged okay. sixteen point eight three with the bat. What's Joe is... Root average? <laughs> Hang on a second. This is this is a, a bit of live s- statistics. Four Cricket root bay. average forty-seven. There you go. And with the bat, 40, 30 odd. Thirty-five, wasn't it? Sometimes. Uh thirty-two. God. Which is shite. Even yeah, if your best batsman's averaging thirty-two. I see. I mean, best average forty-eight and a half. Root the next on 30, 32. Everyone else is in the twenties. I, I actually flattered Milan earlier. He averaged twenty-four. Yeah. But if you want to call so that a good bad. series, crack on. I think in the context of the top threes, um, yeah, I, I, I probably would. Well, with, with Hamid averaging 10, Burns <laughs> averaging just under 13. Um, I, I, I got annoyed with Crawley got one innings where Australia bowled terribly to him. They, they did. Bowled on, they bowled on his like, leg stump half volleys on his hip and he just scored a quick 60 or 70. But it didn't, it didn't prove the fact that he could actually, he still can't drive a ball outside <laughs> off stump. Yeah. I just think you've got to stick with him now. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, he's, it's another classic. Genius England. from Australia, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been another two years in the test team. Yeah, they could, I mean, they, they could throw away another 70-odd <laughs> runs against England when they're winning yeah. one innings and 200 yeah. or whatever. But it's, it's another classic England selection, you know, square peg in a round hole. Because he's not an opener. He's just no, clearly not. not an opener. He should bat five, four, he's, five, six. He's too loose to be an opener. Yeah. Also, can he just do some bowl? Really I want to see good. him bowl. 
what does he bowl? We well, we want to see it. He's got the heights. He's, you know, he's, he's young. He, I mean, he's, he's probably quite a fit guy. I've heard he's quite good at running. So just run in there and bowl quick. See what he can do. Is that some inside and there information? He's good at running. He must have bowled in county cricket. That's how he's got in. They just done a fitness test. I mean, there was interesting. Some of the recriminations coming out of the camp was someone refused to do a, a skinfold test. Any guess to see that might be sort of a fatness test or something in the What's squad. A, before, yeah, what, the what is a skinfold test, mate? They do they do I, that at Leeds. It's um it's all just body fat, isn't it? I don't actually know uh, how you do it. To be fair, I'm not up for that either. <laughs> <laughs> so we can put it on the record. The Sticks and Stakes podcast team do not want to do a skinfold no, body fat test. No, no not in great Nick. Not not in Jan. Not after Christmas. <laughs> mate, I'm not doing it in fucking June either. <laughs> Uh, who do you reckon it was? Bearstow, Robinson. Yeah, because didn't uh, Bearstow get called fat when he was walking off the pitch when he yeah. at, at Sydney? I yeah, love that. He had a proper go at that fan though, didn't he? He's, he's wearing those thick jumpers in that what forty degree heat just to <laughs> hide some moves. It's surprising <laughs> Bearstow's a fat like I don't know. He's, he's stocky, got a bit of weight. He? Yeah, quite odd. And it's Robinson like... does need to sort himself out, doesn't he? Probably. He, he I mean, actually yeah. needs to get fit. He would. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look. He's looked like he's going to break down. Anyway. He looks like a, he looks like a fucking mum, doesn't he? He looks like a <laughs> middle-aged woman. His little tits going. <laughs> he's on the school run. <laughs> when he's, he's running bowling, it's like he's late for the school run. Yeah, and he was getting like one. He was like 110 clicks at one point. The Aussie commentator shock. And then, yeah. and then he and then he did the absolute. This was the moment you knew the Ashes was well. I mean, we knew the Ashes was gone a long time ago. But when he started bowling off spin, oh my god! Uh, yeah. Second test when the captain was jokers. And the off spin, possibly our best spin bowler. <laughs> better than Jack Leach. He landed six, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. better than Don Bass. So we'll come on to all the problems of the who do we pick next? What's the team in the future? Um, should we just do what's the one major change you want to see in the English cricket setup given what's happened? A bit more focus on red ball cricket and county cricket. Use a kookaburra ball instead of a jukes, which swings around corners. Thanks for that. Bit more focus on red ball county cricket. We've heard of, we've mean? heard all this before, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, it was nothing new. Kookaburra ball, though. You could do the kookaburra ball. It's annoying we can't convince everyone else to use the jukes. Surely that makes cricket more fun. Yeah. If you're a bowler, a medium pace bowler, mm. which I am, so it sounds great. But um, I thought you were slow right arm. They should. They should. <laughs> <laughs> they should play half the. Um, they should play half the season with the kookaburra ball, and half the season with the jukes. Surely. You definitely want to completely different just, side. <laughs> But just, you know, alternate, alternate games or, or whatever it is, but it just that just seems such an obvious, you know, whatever, play up to June with one mm. or July with one and the second half with that. I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but surely that's an obvious one to play half and half so that everyone has I, I find it. Yeah, I find it quite interesting, all this stuff about the timing that we play in, because last summer, pitches were flat in April. There were loads of guys scoring hundreds in April, yeah, were. Uh, early season. I know we had like a, quite an un- unseasonally sunny period but it was actually it was like the oval in the, t- the game between Hampshire and Surrey in June when Hampshire skittled like less than 100 I think twice it was the test grounds it's not necessarily just because it's in April but um we seem to get these ridiculously green pitches um I mean those, like it's all those dodgy wickets that Hampshire were playing on <clears throat> we did play at one at Eggbirth didn't we when Lancashire needed the 
needed the win and they won by one yeah. wicket on the most outrageous green top in the end of September in the yeah. most sort of wet, windswept spot you could find at a club ground. Warwick should do the same when they played hands. So the, the thing is, ultimately, um, teams are producing pitches to, to guarantee results. You know, even if knowing that it's a four-day game, you're probably going to lose half a day at some stage with rain. So they, they create pitches that are guaranteed to produce a result in three and a half days. You know, that's not really doing anyone any favours. Not from mm. Darren Stevens. I don't, as I can say, apart from the medium pace bowlers. Possibly this, the fact that it was six teams and like everyone was going for the win to get in the top two. So the format might help this year. Uh, because actually they did increase the number of points for draw last year because they wanted to try and avoid that situation of result-based pitches. But um, obviously it doesn't really matter if you need a win to get in the top two in a group format competition. So they didn't really think it through. It's sort of endemic in English cricket, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe Knots are in Division 2. It's absolutely outrageous. That seems about the, about the right spot. There's some complete dross in that Division 2 and Knots. Middlesex is... are as well. Yeah, but they're crap. Middlesex we... were shite last year. Could we get a prediction on the Hasib Hamid's average in Division 2 county cricket uh, this season? Well, if he, averages, if he averages anything over 40, they'll get him straight back in the England team and, you know, we'll see yeah. him averaging under 10 again. He's Probably so 30. bad. Unbelievable. He'll average 10 for most of the season, but then he'll get a double 100 against fucking yeah. Leicestershire or Glamorgan or something, you know, yeah. with, with the butcher and the baker opening the bowling. <laughs> and... Uh, because it'd be like, oh, he's hit form. He's, he, you know, he's a real run scorer. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, and yeah. Pakistan where he's a real spin specialist. That'd be the Could next be, one. Yeah, he plays spin well. He scored a few mm. runs like ten years ago in India, didn't he? So that was that's what. Two thousand sixteen. Not that yeah. many. He didn't get a century, did he? He got eighty <laughs> knots out one game, I think. Um, he did break but... a finger as well, and still still scored some runs, something like that. He always looks like he's got a broken finger, actually. Like if you see him in the field, he's got like tape around like, all of his fingers. Because he's a useless it's... fielder as well. Terrible haircut as well. I, oh. I just feel sorry for him. He was rushed back far too soon, and then they they will have gone and destroyed his confidence once again. It's um... okay. So so Cookerborough ball. That's what he. Um, Johnny, what would be your one wish to change for the English cricket centre? Reduce the number of teams down to probably about ten. Out the counties. Eight to ten. Yeah. Not going to go down well. Well, it's not going to happen, but I think he... At the moment, he all, the, all the teams in the second division, not... Uh, no, no I, I think you've got, to do, you've got to do it for the good of the game, sort of geographically, but ultimately going sort of around the country, I'd get rid of Sussex. I'd say Sussex. Kent or Essex, one of the two is gone. Uh, Gloucester, Gloucestershire and Somerset, one of the two is gone, so that's three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, Somerset, yeah. One of the two. Is this just the hundred teams essentially? Are you are you basing it around sort of uh, cities? I, uh, I'm not. I'm just saying you don't need four teams on the south of England. So Sussex is right next to Hampshire, so they can go. Leicestershire, Derbyshire, Worcestershire certainly they can go we'll go to Birmingham. They basically it's basically right next door, and Worcester's flooded most of the time anyway. I'll probably keep Glamorgan, kind of begrudgingly. Um, really? Durham, Durham are gone. There's eight teams would, gone already. I would love to invite you as a guest speaker to the next uh, county county championship. Well, was, meeting. you see the bloke. Well, I, I, it's obviously not going to happen because it's turkey's face for Christmas. But you see the bloke from Leicestershire went up this week and said, "Oh no, we should get another couple in because you have more teams and to improve the quality." What are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna get, he was proposing getting Devon and Shropshire or or Lincolnshire or something in there. Right, so well, why can't? 
How is that going to improve the quality? Have another thirty guys that aren't currently good enough being being in uh, getting uh, professional contracts. That makes absolutely no sense. Less teams, less players. All the current players, all the players that do make it that are actually good enough, get paid more money. Can have more overseas players in, which again improves the quality. Why can't we have just open up the say the second division has relegation into the minor counties league? And then you've just got your first yeah. spot, the top division. That is 10, eight teams or 10 teams. Uh, what's wrong with that? Then Leicester yeah. guy gets his wish. And then you just have a, you know, a pyramid structure where also, or whoever can get promoted. You can, you can keep the number of teams, keep the league and keep the pyramid structure. But I think you have, you've got to have salary caps, which penalises teams for being in Div 2 so that teams are forced to lose their best players. Because uh, the thing, the, what you want is every single player who is anywhere near the England squad being in Div 1. So you can mm. have it so that whatever the budget yeah. is, these teams, let's say it's half a million currently. So you say, right, Div 1, your salary cap is a million now or three quarters of a million. Div 2, it's, it's you know, it's 20%, 25% under what you have, maybe half. So basically, it's these players, if they get relegated, they're fucked because they're dropping, they're all dropping from whatever, 50 grand a year to 30. And there's no, I, they have no choice in it. Um, unbelievably, I think that's one of the best opinions you've had. Because like, that's the thing, because you've got someone like Moeen Ali, Ben Stokes, Mark Wood, they're all playing their team, their entire Stuart career in a, at a shite level. Stuart Broad, well, arguably, he did go from North, um, Northampton to Notts, didn't he? So, Less- not, sorry, you know, Swan went from Northampton to Notts. So, so there are, you know... Oh, oh, Nottingham's the most recent team to win the county championship out of all of our teams. When did, when did Somerset last win it, Krabby? <laughs> what, the... Uh, the county championship, championship the, yeah. Well... Got to the final uh, two years ago. That didn't count. No, that, well, that, that wasn't and you the lost. championship, mate. That was the populist trophy, the, the, the reserve team's cup. Yeah, but Somerset, we, the amount of homegrown players we play, we haven't got the money in the big, these big international clubs that host all the test matches. We're a small... That's why you're one of the ones that would get cut under my uh, proposals. <laughs> well, you know what we do for England? We produce some of the best ever players who play for England. They're all getting both In both of them from yeah, but he, went, he, he was young at Somerset. We, we taught him his trade. He learns his trade down there. <laughs> I think you get um, some real cricketing um, hotspots. I mean, you, you at the moment just soak up players from Devon and Cornwall, don't you, really? That's the that's how Somerset sort of just about eke a living and get by, is they've actually got a huge West of England catchment area. Yeah, area. a huge, huge, huge in area, but not population. Tiny population down there. Mm. Very mm. sporty people. So I think you let Devon and Cornwall, if they get into Division 2... That could be the end of Somerset, probably. I don't, we're a proper one, well-run club. We've got good chorus supporters down there, loyal. What percentage of Somerset season ticket holders do you reckon have webbed feet? Um, how many of them? How many of them have got all of their fingers? This podcast is very big in Somerset, so I'll be, I'll be careful what you say, <laughs> mate. Moving on, I'm going to give you a chance to give your wish for the change to the England setup. It's presumably well, not um, disband Somerset. Well, I disband a lot of them but not Somerset. So I think Hilliard's on something there. I can't remember what his suggestion was, but it's probably better than... What was that? Kookaburra Ball. Kookaburra Ball. But we haven't even talked about Jay Root, Silverwood. No, I'd... Well, that's obvious, isn't it? I'd, I'd do a couple of things. Firstly, I would bring back 50 over Red Bull cricket. So like the CNG trophy, I'd bring that back. So I'd scrap the White Bull trophy, whatever that is, that 40 over nonsense. Is it still 40 overs? Yeah. Is it the bash? No, 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 no the blast was the T20, the... Um... Like Royal One Day Cup or something crap like that, yeah. probably. So so scrap... Because of the 100, that's a, that's a reserve team, reserve yeah. player one, because none of the best players are playing in it. OK, well, it's irrelevant, that is. I'd scrap that and I'd scrap the 100. So I'd have the 50, ball, 50 over Red Bull crickets being pretty much in July, running through July, and then I'll have the first-class county championship in August. 
I think that Red Bull tournament was superb. Somerset won, the, won it in 2003 at Chapman Gloucester, it was called back in those days. Um, we got to the final the year after, but it just seemed to produce better players in the test arena when we when we played. I don't know why they scrapped it. Benson Hedges was good as well. Crabby, if you're going back to the sort of 90s, which it sounds like you're looking to do. Gillette. Um, why not? Why not? I, I never understood what the problem is with having you play your Red Bull County stuff, a four day game, you know, during the week, yeah. Monday to yeah. Thursday or whatever. And then, Saturday, and then maybe have a T20 right, game on Friday night and play a, and play yeah. a 50 over game on Sunday afternoon. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's, that it's a good idea. It'd be great. And it's going to keep those um, eco warriors happy as well, isn't it? Because they're going to be staying, not getting their bus going around the country, whatever, however they get around this. Festival cricket as well. I think I'd like to see more festival cricket, like they go and play a week, like they do at Cheltenham, and have oh, four-day oh, game, one-day well. game. That's more really nice. Around cricket in general, I think, yeah. would be good. The other one I had was just give Darren Stevens two years in England set up, because everyone's slagging him <laughs> off at the moment. It's always going back to Darren Stevens. This is the standard at county cricket, blah, blah, blah. He's the best player we've had since Jack Holmes. Yeah. Give him a go. Either he averages, you know, he'll average 80 and have an unbelievable yeah. test career or he'll go, or he'll average 80 with the ball and have an unbelievable test career. He literally you know, couldn't, how bad he couldn't, it have, is. He couldn't have worse stats and stakes, really, could he, to be fair? No, no, because, I mean, his, his batting average in first-class cricket is higher than most of the England's top orders. And then don't, you've got to take into account he also averages 24 with the ball. So he, he deserves a chance on his statistics anyway. So give him a couple of years. He hasn't got age on his side. That's one thing. We, we could get a dad's army team out there, couldn't we? Captain by Stuart Broad. Sack off all the youth. We're going to come on to that in a minute. Darren Stevens's stats, just quickly. With the ball, his last five years of averages in first-class cricket have been 18, 19, 17, 15, 18. And his last five years with the bat, not his last six years, I'll be nice, 46, 45, 19, 31, 12, 43. Pretty fucking good. And the 12, 12 in the Bob Willis Trophy. Yeah, the Bob Willis Trophy doesn't count. So we can take that, that out. Count. He's above that, that standard. That's that outrageous figures for, for an old man. Mm. An old bastard, yeah. He's also got that Saffer in him, isn't he? I think we need more Saffers. That was my um, uh, thing. I think we need, to check, we need to change the passport um, structure, don't we? Harmer and Conway. What's, what are you talking about, Saffer? He's from Kent, isn't he? No, he's, well, he's from Leicestershire originally. He started there. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He goes to South Africa every winter. What, on holiday? He um, uh, plays cricket over there every winter. I don't think he does, mate. That's how he, he keeps, no, that's that's how he keeps fit. That's true. I listened to like a podcast on him the other day. That's what he gets up to. He's only ever played first-class cricket for uh, Leicestershire and Kent. Yeah, I'm not saying he plays like good cricket over there. Just goes and has a knock around at a club, club game or something. He, he goes, goes on holiday so, every, every He goes year. on holiday <laughs> once a year. So Fuxi's, Fuxi's plan for the game is go on holiday to South Africa every year. I'm, I'm half Spanish as well. If they could just pick up a little bit more Safra in their blood, I think we'd be a much more fearsome team. It's dried up, hasn't it, slightly? The, uh, the imports from South Africa. Yeah, that academy is not delivering as many players as it used to, is it? <laughs> That's a big problem. <laughs> What's he called, that, that other chap? Bohannon or something? Everyone's going on about. He's got good stats. Bohannon. Bohannon. Is he, he, he must have a bit of staff for him, does he? I assumed he was public school with a surname like that. How, how uh, bigoted of you? He's from Lancashire. He was born in Bolton, so he definitely didn't go to public schools. I don't think anyone born in Bolton has gone to public school. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any part of the country you've not insulted this uh, podcast? I haven't, I haven't discussed Liverpool yet. Uh, that can be next. I'm sure Bolton's a lovely place. His stats are great. He's only played 37 first-class games. Not a huge amount. 
Um, Before we do that, we'll do that when we come on to all the teams, uh, all the players for who we pick in the summer. But before we do that, we're going to rate the players, not the players, the pundits for the Ashes. Crabby, I think you've got a list of them. I've got a list of my, well, I've got a list of who impressed me, and I've got a list of the terrible ones. Um, I just want a bit of feedback. I'll, I'll do the good ones first, and and you guys can let me know your thoughts. So I thought Stephen Finn was really impressive, actually. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, I quite liked him actually as well. Yeah, I'll go with you there. He he held back a little bit. You could tell Finn still knew a few players around the group, and he would sort of just hold back his opinion a bit. You know, he would always give them a, oh, it's not so bad. You know, you've got to be this or that. And I thought by the end, he was probably struggling to do that because there was nothing to write home about. But Maybe. Glenn McGrath, he was good. Good um, pro-monarchist, um, good pundit, good player. I like him a lot. Um, Eleanor Oldjoy was good. She's, she mm-hmm. just pops in every now and then. Got a lovely voice. This is always solid. Jim Maxwell, old school. Love him. Matt Pryor was great on BC Sport, I thought. Mm. Really good. I haven't seen him do much work before. And then uh, Mark Butcher, which I quite enjoyed. I didn't think, I thought Butcher was more of a sort of, he, he normally does the girls stuff, doesn't he? And, and all that, you know, that no one really watch. He was quite good, I thought. He was. He did the mm. India series, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah. And he, he saw the last minute, last minute call up for people yeah. who've been cancelled. Seems to be his role. He, quite, he does a lot of the county stuff, doesn't he, for Sky? Butcher, I, yeah. sort of, I agree with that. He's, mm. I think he's really good. Yeah. Mm. So, any, anyone have any disagreements with the, with the good? No, all good. I think Aggers. My my favourite moment was when he basically lost it on that um, pod at the end of the series when the third test when he lost it and he just started saying batsman all over the place. He obviously disregarded yeah. the BBC's sort of patter uh, directive. Um, <laughs> that was good. And he's obviously also seen like a number of his mates have been sort of removed over the years and he's probably had to spend an awful lot of time with Ishiguro recently. So. Oh. I could, he came through in his voice. He was genuinely quite angry, wasn't he, by the end of the yeah. series? Yeah, he's had enough. He normally focuses on playing the, you know, kind of not quite sure what his name is, old guy role. That was, you know, obviously Blowers previously and Brian Johnson before that. And, uh, you know, it can be quite irritating when he sort of goes out of his way to be out of touch, which he's done over previous years. But I think he he, he sort of, Stepped away from that this uh, this series, which is uh, was a pleasant surprise. But yeah, solid list, Cabby. What's it? Any the bat. Thing? Well, uh, like I said at the uh, the beginning, I didn't really actually watch that much of the Ashes. So um, Matt Pryor was good in parts, so I'd agree there. Um, yeah, didn't didn't actually watch that much. You watched the highlights. Um, I did watch a little bit. Quite short though, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah, it's like four minutes. So I can't really say I analysed the commentary in those four minute highlight slots. No, but I'm onto the bad list now, and I hope you saw the states of Steve Harmison. <laughs> I like Steve Harmison. He's good on top sport. I like him, but I mean, you just can't stop staring at his belly, can you? He's enormous. Oh, he does love a beer, doesn't he? Yeah, he's put on a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> he's had a good retirement. And, and is that why he's a bad commentator? Well, I just couldn't. I just, he kept wearing black as well. He was trying to make himself look slimmer, um, and it's probably because he was sat with Cook because Cook was just dreadful once again. Um, so awkward when you, you know, on the, on the sofa there. He doesn't know what to do with his hands either. He's sort of fiddling with himself half the time. Um, and then when the super fans come on, which is probably the worst feature, even worse than our features. Um, I don't know if you guys actually watched it when the super fans were there, but I don't want to hear what Louise in, I don't know, Yorkshire, wherever, wherever she's from, 
actually thinks about the cricket. I'm paying for BT because I want to hear what the BT, what the professionals think. I do not care about them wasting a bit of time with the super fan nonsense. Um, so, yeah, Matt Smith as well. I don't think he actually knows anything about cricket. I think he's blagged his way on there. He's a football guy, isn't he? Yeah. There was one particularly awkward moment, though, wasn't there, between Cook and Moe and Ali? I quite enjoyed that, that bit, actually. When Ali when basically Ali... slagged off his captaincy in front of him, which I thought was mm. great. That's the only bit of interesting commentary, I think, that there was in the studio in those internal breaks between the play. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. It was nice seeing Gower back in the commentary oh, box. Gower was good. Yeah, that was great. Yes. Great addition, Sky, Sky really missed a trick there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was superb. On to the other bad lots. Moeen was pretty shocking. I thought, I don't know, you know, he didn't really add anything sat there. Um, and I found the name of that woman who was on the TMS team, the Northern woman. She's called Alex Hartley. Um, she's the cricketer, isn't she, for England? I don't know what she does, but she was just shocking. It took me a while to find her name because they kept calling her Alex or whatever. I, I didn't know. I just had to type, type Northern annoying woman voice Alex. And she's got a podcast. So she and it came up, did it? Might, maybe we'll invite her on one day. <laughs> don't know if she'll accept now. <laughs> but Moe Nally, I don't know. I, I just think he's too close to the... It, it annoyed me in the first test just to see him there. I thought the cheek of it was kind of outrageous. He'd literally, the night before the test series, retired, which was a load, of, a load of absolute bullshit. He just didn't fancy getting spanked in Australia. And then he's there commentating on his mates playing it just didn't feel right to me and then he, he was sort of a bit awkward and sat there and not really able to give his open opinion until he sort of accidentally did with Cookie and his captaincy um, which is perhaps the only highlight of listening to Moe Nally there. Do you think do you think they should have got a bit more Nick Knight in there Krabby? Uh, well Nick's not been doing a lot so maybe they could have got him on I mean I, I, I was going to do a Nick Knight update which I'll sort of move on to now but he's uh, really difficult to find anything he's been selected to commentate on a Pakistan Super League or whatever it's called and also I think it might be the same guy but someone called Nick Knight is selling a second-hand fridge on Gumtree <laughs> fridge freezer type setup that's all I could find so Krabby, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you buy it and go around to Nick Knight's house <laughs> I'm not <laughs> really about really turn up at Nick not. Knight's house with a white van to go and get his fridge off it <laughs> it's quite a common name that's the only problem might, I might just be stuck with some you know, some fat bloke. It's his old fridge. In Wales or something, yeah. So you're looking for some off-spin tips. You can get in the garden, get in the nets. Same positions, yeah. Do you think Nick Knight should possibly be involved in the England setup moving forward? Maybe he's the solution to all of our problems. Perhaps he should well, replace Ashley coach. Giles as the director of uh, cricket for England. Maybe. His father was chairman of the MCC, Roger Knight, wasn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he's from the establishment, Nick Knight. He's a good egg. <laughs> Brings us neatly on there to the uh, future and who we should have. So, starting with Nick Knight at the top. Any selection first league coaches? Who would you have lead? Gary Kirsten. Gary Kirsten. He was in the frame before, wasn't he? Gary he Kirsten. He should have got it last time. Mm. Silver, Silverwood did a good PowerPoint presentation, allegedly. Yeah. He's not enough staffer. That's it. Sums it, yeah. it just sums it up, really, doesn't it? Good Microsoft does, skills yeah. can get you quite far in life. Probably. Uh, Shane Warne, one way or another, I have him involved. He's he just always seems to know what he's talking about. Always mm. can tell when's a wicket coming. He knows what to do, where to pitch it. Mm. Um, he can <laughs> help out the bowlers. <laughs> well, he can help the bowlers out because Mark Wood doesn't know where to pitch it. <laughs> I, I, if you could get him involved, I think it'd be brilliant. But I just can't. One way see or another, him doing it sadly. No. I'd have him batting at eight and bowling, wouldn't you? He'd definitely do a better job than Leach these days. Um, yeah. Leach is shot now. But yeah, get get him involved, and then. 
top of the order. We've already slagged off what Hamid, Crawley. We haven't even talked about our favourite, or um, well, Crabby's favourite, Rory Burns. He had a wonderful haircut on the last test. Everyone was going off about it, weren't they? He finally oh, let he... his hair down. Did he get a new haircut? He, I think no, he, he didn't wear his bandana or something. Oh, right. Yeah, he just had a, his ponytail going on, didn't he? He looked full <laughs> Viking or something. Yeah, it didn't help his batting, though. He was still terrible. He was getting a lot of abuse as well, apparently, by the Aussie crowd, which is nice. He got away. And then that test, that, that was the final one where they actually finally did put an opening partnership together, didn't they? And then they still managed to collapse for... But six shakes and all out, 110 all out. Nice, yeah. Mm. That, that was the only bit of the ashes that I really tuned in for when we were 68 for none. And then I saw us lose what 60 wickets, so sorry, 10 wickets. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. Um, yeah, that wasn't really worth getting up for. So, who, who are you going to do? Who are you bringing in? As long as it's not Dom Sibley, I'm happy. I see, I'd be inclined to go back to Sibley. He's so useless and he so useless. hard to watch. He's a, he is hard to watch, but. He's I'd rather Hamid getting out than watching Sibley get 30 off 150 balls. He is so, That'd be great. So you take cool. that every day of the week, 30 off oh, 150 balls. But it's balls so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Maybe that bit's hard to watch, but when we actually have a chance of winning the Test match later in the, in the, in the game, that's more than makes up for it for me. Oh, he's so mm. crap. Thanks for the insight, Wattie. Um, I think I keep, I keep Burns in there. I actually I think he's, got, he's, he's scored hundreds against all the best attacks. Yeah. Um, you, can't, you can't drop all of them, unfortunately. You can. Nice. You need to clear out. I'll just keep Stokes and Root and Robinson. I'll, I'll drop everyone else. They don't deserve and it. Stokes on the basis of reputation, because it's not based on the figures we just quoted in his Well, he wasn't fit. He shouldn't have been playing the Sashes series. Mm. I'll just walk into a series like that. Yeah, I think that is the problem. I think it's more of a cultural thing. By the sound of it, Rory Burns was dropped partly because he was the one in the team meeting going, guys, this is fucking ridiculous. Why are we watching over and over again like our dismissals? And he apparently just doesn't contribute enough or something in team meetings, even though he's you know, the only other county captain on the circuit in there. So it strikes me that it's more like a Joe Root culture thing and control. And he might actually be one of those players who would benefit from changing leadership. Who would you... I mean, that, that, I guess that's something... Uh, that should be addressed as well. We'll talk about a new coach, potentially, or then mm. we all agree on a new coach. What would you do about the captaincy? Because it seems to me, I, I, it seems like they need a change, but it also, there are, um, it's quite clear that there are, at best, fuck all options to take Root's place. I think that's why he'll probably end up staying on. I mean, who would you have? Gary Balance. Um, he can be as a vice-captain. <laughs> it's a good question. We've done well not to mention Rafiq so far. Krabby's, Krabby's, Krabby's definitely going to be going. Oh, please, can you please can you cut that bit on twenty eight minutes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have Stuart Broad as an interim for a year so or two. I. Uh, I I can I agree. With, I think he's got the best cricket brain. Uh, I think he's still passionate about the job. I think he's also actually a more natural leader than Jay Root is. I think. He could be a good figure to, I don't know, reset the culture of the English cricket team because I just don't think Joe Root can do it anymore. I completely agree. Completely disagree. <laughs> so who are you having, Krabby? Who's the captain? Maybe Joe Clark. <laughs> He's not even captain for knots. 
<laughs> just get someone in. But Crabby suggested the guy with the uh, under a cloud for racism and then a guy under a cloud for rape. <laughs> There's Crabby's two suggestions. <laughs> but they're good blokes, but they're good blokes. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. What you're gonna fucking Prince Andrew there as the as the coach? (laughs) The Gary Balance thing was very much a joke, but Joe Clark just you know someone who's going to be in the team for for the long haul. I don't think he should be picking Stuart Broad because he shouldn't be in the side. He's that useless. He can't even bat. If you're going to be in the England side, you should at least show some ability with the bats. The fact that Stuart Broad just gives up and just tries to slog anything is an absolute joke. Um, And his bowling. You know, he, he, did average, he did average higher than Ollie Pope and uh, Rory oh. Burns and Haseeb Hamid this series. In that Sydney test, he also actually batted properly. So he can do it. He wasn't backing away. Uh, he batted like, what, 70 or 80 balls in that game. And it sh- sort of, I think that was more like if you really gave him more responsibility, be the sort of player who steps up. To me, that's more of a coach and captain should be getting hold of Stuart Broad and saying, what the hell are you doing backing away your proper batsman? just because you got hit on the head once 10 years ago, I, like shouldn't be an excuse as a professional cricketer to just give up one of the facets of the game any more than getting fat and not being able to run around the field. Like, it seems to be reasonably hot on that. So why are they allowing it? Yeah, sure. Nods, nods of agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crabby, you're, 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 are you actually... So, Joe Clark wasn't a joke suggestion. You were actually being uh, serious. But- Billings, I think, would be a good Billings then. I think he, he does a bit of captaincy for Kent every now and then. Yeah. Sam Billings, yeah. Um, I think he captained when they played Rutland or something in, the, in like a warm-up game last year, Kent. Um, so, no, I think, you know, I think it's quite nice having a keeper who's captain. Billings, um, is, and... Billings is Kent's captain, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Okay, he does he captain done. some Jumped games. Down. What about, uh, I guess, your other potential options are possibly Vince? Obviously, Captain Hampshire. If you if you're yeah. going to bring him back, ultimately he's got the same problem as Billings, where there's a big question mark over whether he's anywhere near good enough to play. Yeah. Stokes, I guess, as the vice captain, you could bring him potentially Butler if he's going to play again. Big question yeah. mark there. Well, let's well let's discuss that as a big question mark. Keeper for the, keeper for the summer. Bester. Go back to Johnny, young Johnny Bester. He's been messed around a fair bit over the last few years. He's, you know, they put it, they moved him all around the order. He should be, but ultimately, he should be as a number seven and a keeper. He's yeah. as good as we've got, but because they've had to accommodate um, Josh Butler. Butler, he's been uh, has been messed around a bit. You know, he's the first guy to get dropped as soon as someone they want to put mm. someone new in. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still think he's got the ability. Fair enough. Fair enough. And anyone, what about the rest of the middle order? Milan, Pope, no. No, 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 definitely no, not. No. Give me a I go. think I'd probably give Livingston a go just because he can be our spinner. Because all our actual spinners are shite, so we might as well pick a spinner who's also a bit shite but can bat. Um, so put him in there, probably at six. Uh, I keep <clears throat> Stokes for a bit longer, hopefully with a you know half decent preseason or whatever. He can come somewhere near his best. Root at four, and then number three. I'd maybe move Stokes up to three. I, I think five is just such a nice slot to bat. Yeah, um, it's, it's a, a good place to bring in new new players. Uh, Stokes yeah. has got a defensive technique. Get him in the top three it, and, and bowl him less. Like I, his bowling, maybe I think. Like Josh Bahannon at five, Stokes at three, Root four, Josh Bahannon at five, Livingston six, Besto seven, keeper. That looks that looks a bit. bit 140 all out. Done. Can't be any worse than it's been. On to the bowlers. 
Joffre Archer. Um, Anderson, Broad and, uh, and Robinson all have to play. In any We're, condition. And then it's... Really building a, for the future here, Johnny, well, aren't you? In the West Indies and in and in the, certainly in the UK. In the UK next summer, I'd say you take those three and then you have a Wokes at eight. When's Archer fit again? again in, in English conditions is unbelievable. He was he was doing some jogging on the outfield, wasn't he? The ECB did a PR thing, um, but I, he still looked like he was holding his arm, like a funny angle. I didn't look. Um, I didn't, he's not going to be fit to bowl 90, 90 plus miles an hour. You wouldn't have like double what, elbow surgery. Nah. What ever again? Come back. I don't, I, my personal view, I can't see him. More, it might be a, a time on Mills, a T twenty bowler. But Test cricket, thirty overs. The amount that well. Maybe come back if Jay Reed wasn't captain. I was going to say Jay Reed for Completely. What about uh, Sack Mahmood? Any of the younger bowlers? Obviously, Hilliard's sort of dad's army um, brigade. Crabby? I'd have Norwell, this chap from Warwickshire. I saw him bowled at the Cancer Championship last year. He's a good, strong chap. A bit like Tim Bresden in a way. Um, bowls a heavy ball, and I'd, I'd give him a go. Um, but they obviously do rate him slightly because he wasn't the A or the A team out there on the lines. Um, I'd give Parkinson a go, get a wrist spinner out there. Yeah, he's got good first class stats as well. Um, Robinson, I'd definitely play him and Mahmood. Yeah, just get some pace. I think you've got to. I think you've got to pick a spinner and stick with a spinner and play them in the West Indies and play them in throughout the summer. Like the fact that we were playing a five man seam attack in English condition was just like, guys, that's not preparing for the Ashes, no matter what you say. It's not building a team. It's kind of gambling that you're going to bowl first on the green top or, or something like that. You know, we were trying to be a bit too clever by half every game. And if you get the conditions slightly wrong, if the pitch spins, then you're relying on sort of Jay Root to bail you out. But Whoever they end up going with, they've got to stick with it. This, this uh, squad rotation nonsense mm. has got to end. It's just, it's just such crap. Giving away, you know, people like Mark Woods stealing a career by uh, getting in because they're resting players who simply don't need resting. It's so true. Oh, you know, it's, it's just our best, our best bowler of the Ashes. He's come out, the only one he's come out with any credit is not well, the team for He was the fourth best bowler in the averages. This is the thing everyone talks about is if he had a great, so, like, he had the fourth best average of the seamers. He's our, at best, he's our fourth seamer, if you're going with that. And then Stokes is only playing as a batsman, so we're, you know, if you if you're going with that, he's, you know, this this is, annoys me. Everyone's like, oh, he was brilliant. He's brilliant throughout the whole lesson. It's like, well, no, he, he was brilliant in one innings. And he averaged over forty two for the rest of it. Okay. In the first Major innings of that, of that final test, he had to be he had to be taken off because he was going at so many runs. It's a poor old Chris Wokes had to keep bowling, and he was getting he was getting spanked Thanks, as well. Thanks, they well. couldn't bring Wood on because he was just so shy. I think we need to retire the idea of Chris Wakes just because he's a number eight. That would be my wish for the series. Overseas, at um, least. Oh, definitely. Just come on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I definitely, I get, yeah, Mahmood in there. Mahmood, Wood, Robinson, and one of, and probably Broad. Just convince him to be able to bat properly and he could bat eight. Who's your captain? Stuart Broad. Oh, Broad as well. Yeah. Right. Final feature uh, the Raheem Cornwall update. Semi difficult. This, bearing in mind, his last well, the last time his features in the news was in November, where he got two for sixty at goal. But I found out Solid. I was just looking at his weight again, and I was comparing things that he weighs. So he weighs one hundred and fifty kilos, which is the same weight as a panda, um, a piano, a single bed with mattress and headboard, 
and also baby elephant elephants. Great. Well, we look forward to hopefully some more of those as we go through the West Indies series. And we'll try and maybe turn this into a mini series. See how we go. Yeah, see how we feel. All right. Thanks, chaps. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. See you soon. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time in the lead-up to the West Indies Test Series in March. Before then, remember you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and sign up for your favourite podcasting service to receive regular updates. Bye for now.